Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, a ping pong star once said, quote, table tennis is like an atom. To the ignorant, it is merely microscopic and insignificant in existence, but to the dedicated, it is intricate in design and the building block to everything we know. On today's show, table tennis superstar Kim Gilbert reveals the mysteries of the sport of philosophers. So there's that. And then there's mold. Is your mold killing you? Are you allergic to mold? A certain podcast host seems to be. Dr. Mark Meth tells us if allergic reactions to mold can cause sneezing, sinus congestion, and memory problems, and problems with speech. (laughs) Uh, Paula, in case you've forgotten, I'm Adam Felber. I always serve this show's questions to the correct quadrant. And now, please welcome the woman who spins the conversational ball all over the court, Paula Poundstone. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome, Paula. Thank you. Oh, you know, um, uh, my manager slash producer, uh, Bonnie Burns, uh, yes. Captain Crinkle, um, earlier said that um, uh, when she's listening to the podcast, uh, if I'm not right on top of the microphone, the, that my voice goes in and out. And so I am goddamn eating this microphone. Yeah, you are locked in. I'm going to try to eat this microphone, too. I am turning my head no matter what happens. I, I don't care what happens behind me right now because no, I am right on top of this I microphone. I want a head vice so that I can, don't have, if I turn my head, it, it hurts. I can't really look at you right now. I know. I'm oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts that you because you, you, you have limited range eye motion, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so this exactly. Could be, this could be yeah. a tough one, people. So um, you might want to switch to another podcast. Um, also, welcome to tonight's house band guitarist Haley Johnson. So nice. On the guitar and the whistleses. She was the whistler, too. That was yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. 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 She I, was doing I, uh, them both at the same time. Yeah. And uh, what's weird is she uses her fingers to whistle, and yet she was still able yeah. to play the guitar. That is unusual in the world of music. It's very, very unusual. Yeah. Um, no, uh, that now, was beautiful. Now, Paula, we had an Uber driver on our show a while back. And, yeah. And, and we found out that if you vomit in an Uber, yeah. you get charged a lot of money. Now, I already knew this because I, I've noticed that cabs in certain cities now have a vomit fee listed right there on the cab. Really? Yeah, in Chicago, I think, or is it Boston? I was in a city recently, and I saw a $50 vomit fee listed. I have never seen the vomit fee. It's never been spoken of in a car that I've been in. But I did see right. uh, on Goofy Silly Twitter the other day. Actually, it was uh, um, a link uh, to an article. Yeah, an, uh, one of our listeners, uh, a nobody, um, 
I want to. I want to. I know you're usually the person who uh, distracts us from the topic, but Tony Anita Hull has taken to calling nobody listens to Paula Poundstone fans nobodies on social media. Yeah, it's a great name, and they seem to love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I want to. We love you, nobodies. I want to thank all the nobodies, (laughs) uh, uh, which which make a great would make a great Academy Awards speech. Yes, (laughs) and and immersively short one. Yeah, you'd be on and off so quickly. so the nobodies. So one of the nobodies uh, uh, tweeted me and asked uh, if we could update our Uber information because they found this article in, I believe it was the Miami Herald, about a new thing of vomit fraud. Vomit fraud is an Uber thing. Uber in, vomit fraud. So um, Uber drivers, so you take your ride, everything, you know, you get to where you're going, you get out of the car, no harm, no foul, nothing bad happened. And now on your bill, you get this like $80 fee and the Uber driver has charged you saying that you vomited and they have stock vomit photos that they'll say oh yeah that person vomited and they well, it say can't be stock it has to be a photo of the back of somebody's car it's like but they have but they have prepared uh they have a fraudulent it's not your vomit uh, somebody else's vomit that you're paying for. Yeah, somebody yeah. else's vomit. It may not even be vomit. It may be some sort of you know paper mache mixture, um, and 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 also it's <laughs> other body fluids. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, apparently, quote a significant quantities of body fluids is what triggers the Uber vomit charge. Yeah. Which can be up to eighty dollars added to your credit card oh, automatically. I thought you were going to say how much. We see had a significant amount. You were going to say like how much? I don't know. Like what, you yeah. could pee like half a cup, and it's not a problem. But I don't boy, think half a cup of pee would put tip, anybody off. Tip the scale at one cup, yeah. and you're going to pay for yeah, it. You'll be paying. I just, I mean, where does it stop? If they have fake vomit photos, they yeah. could have fake, you know, yogurt. Right. Right. Like see, you now, spilled a yogurt in my car. That I, everyone would know wasn't me because I hate yogurt. Yeah. So that's the way oh. that you'd beat this one in court. Oh my gosh! But you know what? what? If there was nougat on their seat, right? That I would be nailed. They'd yeah, go, "Yeah, that was you. You had nougat." I'm not even sure that's true because you, as we've discovered on the show, don't, in point of fact, know what nougat is. Yeah, it's inside of my candy bars. There's nougat, and I right. enjoy a Butterfinger. And but, there's a but, pe- see that's peanut, the point that I keep there's coming a peanut back to. buttery nougat. That stuff inside Butterfingers is. Absolutely not nougat. All right, so if I get a nougat charge from my Uber driver, you can, will you, you can go successfully to, fight Will it. you go to small claims court I with me? I will represent you in yeah, small claims yeah. court and say, Your, Your Honor, Honor, my client enjoys a Butterfinger. As you know, Your Honor, there's no nougat in a Butterfinger. <laughs> and, and the judge would say, yes, that's exactly right. No, she'd go, Case there dismissed. is. It's crispity crunchity, but it is a nougat. It's Even the people at Butterfinger are quite clear that it is not nougat. That's not true. Who did you talk to at Butterfinger? You can read the description. And how sad and lonely pro- is your life? It's that you're, did you go on what? The Butterfinger Facebook page? You yeah. know, <laughs> I remember one time yeah, I was, you, you mm. say completely ridiculous things. And when I contradict them, that makes my life sad and lonely. Well, I'm I just trying to keep time. some measure of facts around here. One time I was eating like some toast or something. And, well, I was waiting for it to toast in the, in the toaster. And I, I don't just stare at the toast the whole time. So I was reading the jelly jar and it's it was like a welch's grape jelly or something and it said i want to say this story sounds a hundred percent not sad nor lonely no and it said follow us on facebook or whatever and i thought (laughs) i thought who why what visit us that was it no visit us on our website that's what it was right like somebody really goes to the welch's grape jelly website and what do they write back and forth 
you at know, this moment, yeah, I out had, there yeah. in the land of Pod, one of our nobodies has a single tear trickling down her face <laughs> as she looks as she looks at her link to the Twitter page of Great. It's, uh, it's on the top of her gray bar, so she can go to it quickly. <laughs> And now, if she hasn't looked at it in a couple of days, she gets kind of sweaty palms and edgy, how you do when you don't go on Twitter for a while. <laughs> I got to see what's happening in the land of jelly. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I was wrong. I want to correct myself. No! $80 for any bodily fluid. $80 for any bodily fluid. When you get fluid. to significant quantities, urine, blood, or vomit, the charge oh, rises to 150 Then it's $150. You should start about uh, some real change there. You know, I wonder if there are people who ride around in Ubers and competitively vomit. And they brag about the price they got charged. Yeah, you know, man, I, I, I was good for three hundred. Yeah. they thought it was two guys. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was so fucked up last night. <laughs> I got a three hundred dollar Uber a, charge. I hit a triple in Uber. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's I, a big thing I, I, for people with no class, not like us. I want to say that I suspect that this Uber vomit fraud thing is not a thing. What I don't mean? want to question the Miami Herald. It was in the Miami, Miami Herald. Herald. I don't that's... want to question the Miami. And Miami, as you've pointed out, is a city where that stuff is, where I, vomiting I think it happens can... in cabs. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So what, why do you think it's not a thing? I think it can't be a very widespread thing. Because if you're one of those minority of Uber drivers that has decided that you're going to perpetrate the vomit fraud. Yeah. I don't think you can ring that bell very often without somebody catching on to the fact that this person is, you know, jacking it up every you know uh, three times a week whereas most drivers do it once a month okay but they're already an uber driver so they're not taking in millions right uh, so the extra 80 bucks maybe once a month uh could be worth it to them huh and i think that i think that there is enough vomit in uh miami right um, That's to provide cover for the fraudsters? <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. I have to tell you, one it's time- It's entirely possible. <laughs> I was in a cab years ago, and, I, and in fact, I, I think I probably was a little bit drunk in retrospect, but um, which I wish hadn't been the case. But I, I recall that I was talking to a friend. We were two people. We were in the cab together. I wasn't just talking to myself. But uh, I was cursing fluently, and the cab driver asked me to get out. I wasn't cursing at him. Right. The cab driver just took offense to the fact that I was cursing. Were you just sitting in the back cursing at nothing? No, no. I was talking to someone, and I was- On a there phone. Was some, no, I was talking to a- I just finished explaining. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For fuck's sakes. I'm sorry. I was looking at my I'm going to get point. out of this podcast right now. Well, with your language, I might don't, kick you out. Don't don't make me pull over. Okay, so um, so you're you're. I was talking to a friend. Right. Something had upset me. I was retelling the story. Right. And as I was telling it, I was cursing. And I think it was either in New York or Washington D.C. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, really? So I'm saying more offensive things than have ever been said in a cab in New York City or Washington D.C. before? I think not. And by the way, that is Shakespeare. The I think not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> a really apt Shakespearean quote there, Poundstone. Yeah. I, I would, if I were you, I would have chosen to be proud. That Somehow I, I managed of to a offend a New York City cabbie to the point where it was too much for him. Yeah, I don't think I felt proud. Uh, but you should. I don't recall. You but... um, in other transportation news, we have the results of a survey. I wanted to bring this out. Oh, thank goodness. Now, now believe it or not, a few weeks ago, you and I had a disagreement. You and me? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. right. I was right. I was right. I was right. Yeah, that's that's how you usually win these things. But um, the disagreement was you mentioned that there are hot towels given to people in coach on airplanes. Well, there were. There used to be. 
Well, that wasn't what we were arguing about. We were arguing about are there was kind of what we were talking about. I don't. And I it, don't believe that tense was ever brought into it. But go ahead. All right, fine. We will agree to disagree. If there was only some sort of record of that we could listen to. Um, anyway, um, we asked our listeners on Facebook. We uh-huh. said, "Who has been on a coach flight and received a hot towel?" Nearly seven hundred listeners replied to this poll. Seventy-two uh-huh. percent said, "No way, doesn't happen." <laughs> Only 28% said, me, I swear it's a thing. Well, you know, this is statistically very rare that happens, but that 28% is correct. <laughs> wow, that's, that's not only rare statistically. I mean, the probability of that being the case is, is, is almost astronomically small. Do you recall the probability of Trump becoming president? It was greater than 28%. I rest my case. He's president. But it, I said it was greater than 28%. Yeah, it was. No, the, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. What was it? What were the percentages of him maybe winning? Oh, well, well that's, a, that's a different thing because um, that, that was the likelihood in several simulations run over and over again. And so depending on how you ranked it, it was somewhere between, you're right, 15% and I think 30%. Well, I think that's close enough. Okay. Okay. All right. And I'm so my point is, point. even though it was 28%, it doesn't mean that I'm wrong. This was a long time ago? I don't think we disagree anymore because now you've added in this little asterisk that says it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Right. I think it might have been pre-9-11. Uh, you know what? I think it was long enough ago that you had to get out and start cranking the propeller to no, start the plane. No, it was not that long and ago. And so they would give you no. this hot towel to get the grease off your hands. No. After terrorism, they stopped... Giving you a hot towel. Well, no because, argument that they use 9-11. The, air, the they airline industry f- used 9-11 to do so much shitty right, stuff to Right, to stop us. giving yeah. you blankets. Yeah. Because they didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. want... Because you don't want to be a terrorist in a blanket. What if, what if you fashion a crude turban out of that blanket? They just <laughs> didn't want to feel the sting of realizing after the plane was brought down by a terrorist that they had given them a hot towel. That just <laughs> right. Then you just right. feel like, oh right. damn it! And I gave him a hot towel. Uh, your last thoughts. And I shouldn't have given him that towel. Sexist yeah. because yeah. I said I gave him a hot towel. It could uh, have been I, I think you're on pretty safe ground with the, the vast majority of airborne terrorists being yeah. men. Well, let's let girls feel that they can be anything they want to be. Yes. All right, that particular <laughs> economical message from Paula Poundstone isn't going to put us on the map anywhere else. Um, there was an article in the International Journal of Aviation Psychology. That pointed out that after 9-11, air carriers instituted new safety and security duties for flight attendants, cut back on the size of cabin crews, so that flight attendants has been a conflict sense between passenger service and carrying out safety duties. There! Yeah. See? I didn't even see that. I, didn't, I, told, well, I knew that. I knew that. Didn't see that. I knew that from my flying experience. Yes. Uh, which invo- of- which uh, oddly involved hot towels that nobody else sees. No, Do you I'm see one now? You. The reason I remember is because I, is because I used to tell my kids not to get the hot towel. Again, I think you're confusing that with your experience in sushi restaurants. No. Okay. No, no. We're going to take a moment to distribute hot towels to our guests on the show. Table tennis legend Kim Gilbert is receiving her hot towel in preparation for giving us tips on how to play ping pong like a champion, which she am. And board-certified allergist Dr. Mark Meth. Here's your towel, too. It is, to my knowledge, mold-free. Although, is anything really mold-free? Much more to come after this. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life, right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince. 
of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique. 
and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. All right, we're back. Paula, you love ping pong. I love ping pong. It's one something I've known about you since about the day we met. Yeah. And you periodically, like twice a year, for ever since I've known you, throw ping pong parties at your house. Beautiful ping pong parties in my backyard. We pulled uh, doubles teams out of a hat. We have an electronic scoreboard. You do. Um, we have uh, the right ping pong music. It is so much fun. People who have never even met before, when they're partnered up after they get a, a point, they hug. It, yeah, it's, no, it's great. I love those parties. I have had. Good I've parties. had some amazing experiences, encounters with 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 interesting people. People I've I've enjoyed on, on stage and screen because you get all manner of, of of folk there. We get all manner of folk, and I'll tell you, we have this great uh, ping pong guest, and I'm sure. Why don't you just go ahead and introduce I her? I'm going to introduce her because some. Them. 
questions about table tennis keep coming up when we are at your parties. Um, and we have somebody here to answer them. Kim Gilbert is a professional tennis table champion, a three-time U.S. Olympic Festival gold medalist, and the holder of the fastest reaction time recorded live on ESPN by any man or woman in any sport. And wow. yet, I haven't been invited to one of Paula's parties. And you haven't been introduced <laughs> That is not right. Hang on a minute. <laughs> She's also the CEO of Pong Stars here in Los Angeles. Please welcome Kim Gilbert. Nice. Thank you, guys. Thank now you, thank you, you can you. talk, Kim. Welcome. Uh, and yeah, you will welcome, definitely Kim. get invited to those parties. Thank you. Um, all right. First of all, I never say table tennis because what I play is ping pong. It's always uh, been ping pong. It's yeah. just the only difference is... Table tennis is an Olympic sport. Ping pong is what people play with a drink in their hands. Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> but that is the only difference between the sport. And that's what I play. I mean, I'm a backyard uh, player. I, I used to be fairly good as a backyard player. But now you're a professional now, backyard player. Uh, now, yeah. I'm not, now I'm not very good at all. But I have so you're many good. questions. You're still good. killer. Well, you know, we were talking uh, uh, just the other day, Adam and I, about my serve. And he told me something I had never heard before, that at my parties, there is a rumor that goes around <laughs> from the uneducated that my serve is illegal. Now, and I, I said, that, no, I in fact, clear. It's not everyone rumor. People else's. People say that to you people, sometimes. I've never, they never said it to me. Everyone else's serve is illegal. Mine is legal. I don't ask them to do a legal serve because the way a lot of people serve when they, you know, when they grew up playing in their basement kind of thing like me, they hold the ball with one hand and hit it out of their hand with the paddle from the other hand. Absolutely illegal. It, illegal. Absolutely illegal. Yeah. So yeah. I toss the ball, okay. which is what you're supposed to Tell me, can you articulate the legal serve? The legal serve is you have to start with an open palm. Open palm. The ball has to be in the cup of your hand, not on the fingers, because you could put some more spin on the ball. Oh, uh -huh. I totally do it Your hand has to be behind the table, behind the white line. It also has to, the ball has to be thrown up six inches and... You six inches? Six whole inches. No way do you throw it up six inches. <laughs> no, I throw it up six inches. No way. <laughs> in uh -huh. an Uber cab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the no, only time she's ever thrown that, up six inches. The other thing is... You you cannot contact the ball over that white line. So even though your hand was behind the white line throwing the ball up, yeah. the ball can't cross that line so that the so you hit it over the white line. Oh. It has to be everything you behind the white line. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not positive about that. We all get called for our that. serves, even in competition. World-class yeah. players will get called, and then you just regroup and do it again. Yeah. So what are other common mistakes that like your rec room with a beer player makes in terms of like violating the very rules of the sport? Who, who makes the mistakes? An average Joe? Or right. Yeah, average Joe. Okay. Well, average Joe mistakes that when you see it, you're like, amateur. I think the biggest mistake they make is thinking that they can beat everybody. That's, right. That's oh, yeah. it right there. Because I've seen average Joes being taken on by five-year-old girls from China, and they make these guys look like they've never picked up a paddle in their wow. life. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's just a huge difference between somebody who's good at ping pong and somebody who thinks they're good at ping pong. Well, right? you know, it's so funny because I've done so many events where I'll be at a stadium show or even at a private party, and some wife or some girlfriend or whatever will come up to me and beg me to annihilate their spouse or their <laughs> fiance or whatever. <laughs> they will slip me $100 bills to make sure wow. they get first in line, but... The, 
it's because of the smack talk. It's because of all the trash talk. Oh, these that's average the joy shows. of the game is the trash talk. <laughs> the wives can't take it. <laughs> oh, uh, I, yeah, I, I would think breaking up with the guy in question rather than having him beat to a pulp. Well, the, I, she, I was hired to do this birthday party. It was his birthday party, and it was by a very well-known producer at a television network. I won't say who, but it was in Brentwood, and it was his birthday party, and she paid for me to be there. So that you could beat him so and humiliate him? crush him and annihilate him, and, and that was my job. And, again, wow. yeah. and and to be clear. With a beer in my hand. Clear, I had to I, look like I was a partygoer. Oh, I see. Awesome. So yeah. he wasn't to know that, you, that she he brought in a no ringer. He had no clue. And he came out, I mean, it was a huge place. He came out with a rocky theme. There was lights, there was music, there was cameras everywhere. Oh, okay. Dun, 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 dun. And he had his cape. I okay. mean, it was right out of the 80s. Wow. So just All right. It was a show. Like a drum. It was a show. In yeah. that case he deserved it he deserved it yeah. oh and when his greeting to me when he shook he you know we were supposed to be challenging him right. uh-huh. he went to shake my hand and then did one of these oh, oh, where, where, like, that was it it was head. over he extended his hand and then pulled oh, yeah. it back like oh, he was yeah. sure his hair. and then he lost his inhaler later so i was sure to give it back to him <laughs> he lost his inhaler yeah he was looking everywhere for his inhaler after we were done I guess he was oh, wow. an asthma So you drove him to an asthma attack. Also looking for his testicles. <laughs> so, um, Here it is. Which, yeah. <laughs> That's a ping pong ball. I know what that is. Uh, which, uh, yeah, it's, uh, an inhaler can help you find your testicles. It's We're like, going to ask Dr. Like Meth about that call. in just a few yeah. minutes. Yeah, it, um, It's like a duck call? Yeah, an, uh, an inhaler you, for you, testicles. They, your testicles hear an inhaler and they come running? Yeah, that's exactly correct. That is exactly incorrect. Yeah. That's not, no. It doesn't even make sense. I read it in Outdoor Magazine, Adam. I have um, <laughs> All right, um, now, here's... Uh, all right, I have so many questions. Let's start with... Let's. Well, we already started. Let's middle with this. Um, <laughs> okay, like, I, I have purchased a variety of ping-pong paddles uh, that I, you know, I keep in, like, a milk crate so everybody can choose their weapon. And um, some of them have the what's called the pips right the, the nubs the little yeah the little uh, pokey pips out things. pips out they're nubbed for her pleasure yeah. and and what happens with the pips out uh, different from what happens with the pips in so so kim is is taking the cellophane off of a beautiful butterfly this is my uh, personal paddle. this is my personal paddle wow and i use inverted rubber it's one of the fastest paddles in the world it's actually discontinued this is a uh, seven ply two carbon paddle wow. it's very very fast now the pips you can see are on the inside of this, so oh, I'm yeah. just getting the smooth side so it's here. Sm- it's a smooth paddle. Yeah. So, but it I, I can impart spin. I can impart. There's high velocity with this. And what are the pips now that they're recessed and not touching the ball? What do they actually do? They screw with the spin. So they basically oh. either disturb the spin, remove the spin, displace it. But it's used. I'm kind of biased, but it's used as a crutch for players that don't have a power game. So pips out wouldn't be good spinning. No. Uh-huh. no. Pips no. in is good spinning. Why have pips at all if, you, if they're not touching the ball on that racket? More spring. You get oh, more spring. More spring. Yeah. It's like when a little, when little box inverted, spring That's inside. why they call it inverted, because oh. you get more mounts. All right. Now, I have an expression, and it goes like this. Live by the slam, die by the slam. Because in backyard ping pong, um, people tend to not be very accurate with their slam. And so if you try 10 times to slam the ball on your opponent because it feels so damn good, um, <laughs> probably eight of those times it goes off the table to achieve two 
slam points. So how am I supposed to slam successfully and how am I supposed to respond to well, a slam? You're barking up the right tree now because I am the smash specialist. This is what I do for effective smashing. When I've already got somebody on the defensive, yeah. I react when that ball comes off their paddle. I don't wait for it to hit the table and go, oh, it's going over there. No, no, no. I'm already using physics, trajectory, everything to yeah. plan, you know. Move back over oh, in front of that, that mic. I got excited. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. It's an exciting topic. This is also great radio sound effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we played a, a April Fool's joke on my sponsor uh, after I came back from the trials where we put uh, – 500 maybe a thousand ping pong balls in his cabinet doors is like armoire that he has in his office oh my gosh so when he walked in we were all just waiting to have a little camera set up at right. his couch he opened it up and he just starts cussing because all these ping pong balls are coming out but you know what it sounded like it's if you get a bunch of them yeah it sounds either just like rain or a serious applause and oh, i great. never wow. even knew that i was like this is cool yeah and it it's a great lasts sound. a long time because they keep bouncing up and down. it's gonna turn now out how do you respond to a slam okay so you don't want to get slammed on but if you find yourself in that position you need to backpedal it Okay. Because you're going to physically move backwards, physically move backwards, and you're going to wait for that ball to drop down so that you can lob it up high, hopefully with some spin on it. Uh -huh. So that, that buys you time to get back into position. And then they have to work harder to watch the ball position. And then but then they have to come down from overhead to get the ball. So it's going to bounce up again. Okay, so you got to be. You, it's really a two-part response to slams. Oh, more than two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so a lot going on. I can tell I'm going to need a lot of coaching here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, but what, what I was going to say is that so how you you deal with that is once you're in that position, your defensive position, you make sure that you buy your time so that you can get back into the point. What I do is I just wait for that one right ball that they smash that they think it's over, and I just come in and I counter smash it back when they're not expecting it. But you uh -huh. just got to wait for the right ball I and the right you. timing. Yeah. See, That's how you do it. See, I, I hit it as high as I can and then throw my paddle at the other player. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I tried that once. <laughs> it didn't I go it's well. Very it's very it's not I got disqualified. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't advise I broke that. a table once, too. Oh, wow. Um, all right, here's a question that's very important for, uh, for me because – um, when I have these parties, everyone assumes I know all the rules, and I don't know all the rules. And so I always say, well, whatever you do, just be consistent. Just keep doing it. You know, keep doing it throughout the tournament so that people you know don't what, argue. You know, when it's social, that's what you got to do. No, but, but there is an ongoing argument that this needs is, to be resolved. Yeah, this has been happening forever. Okay, say it's it's 2020, because in doubles, right, you, well, in singles too, every five points, you rotate the serve. So, um... They don't play to, to 21 anymore. The game's played to 11. Well, it's horrible. I know. It, well, we it's can't just, do it that as It changed no, for can't. television, so to yeah, keep more... Right, to keep, oh, the, viewer, yeah, keep yeah. the viewership This up. is another reason why but television is a good idea. to answer your question, it, it's the same in singles and doubles. Once you get to deuce, it's 1-1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. Uh -huh. Really? Now, in doubles... If it's your one 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 is going to be one player A goes to C B goes to D you right. always uh -huh. have to alternate. Okay, wow. what if interesting? Because in what tennis if, it's uh, twos. What if of, don't bring tennis into this? What if wow. it's twenty? Uh, you you're, almost got her to say table tennis though. What if you're at, at if, what if it's twenty to fifteen? Isn't it that the team that is down gets the service? No. No, it isn't. No. So no, you incorrect. continue to rotate the serve the same way. The same way. Even though it's point, even though. Unless it's, it's deuce. 
That's oh, when okay. it goes back and forth. All right. It is I the didn't same know in that. doubles and singles. Yeah. This is very important. So who gets the first serve at Deuce? The person who was on it, the team it, it that just, didn't it have follows, a serve? It follows in the progression and the rotation that it was. You just well, well, I'm, I'm just asking, rotation. do you switch or not? Like, like, I've had five serves in a row. It's Deuce. Oh, yeah, then you switch. Then it switches so to the, the opponent. So it's the other team gets, yeah. the, gets the first yeah. serve the at The first Duke. serve, and then it goes back to you. Back and whoever and wins back. by two wins. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I just want to say, Solved. if there's any of my friends that happen Does that make me an umpire now? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, good. no, not at Paul's Paul place. At Paul's place, you're going to be our... Uh, yeah, we have no... Uh, our ace and hole. I have international umpires that, that work for Pong Stars as well, and they do What is Pong Stars? Pong Stars is a ping pong themed events company. So basically, oh, what you do in your backyard, yeah. I produce shows at, like that at stadiums or oh, you name it. We've done the run walks. We've done beach stuff with Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've, oh, that sounds we like fun. We did the P fourteen forty with um, with Carrie Walsh. Wow. We did two of her events Carrie at Walsh. Avaya Stadium. Am I allowed to bring up beach volleyball? If you must. Um, I don't know why you would. Because um, Carrie Walsh plays it. I know Carrie Walsh plays it. <laughs> She's got it. a three okay, Olympic here's gold how I relate. Here's how I relate to Carrie Walsh. One time when my partner and I did win a game of doubles, we rolled around on the grass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. How about the stance when you're playing? What it, If you could articulate what the stance is while you play. Absolutely. And, and, and to be specific, when you say the stance, it's basically a return of service stance. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's what you're getting ready for. Mm -hmm. Everybody's is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, I bet you're supposed thing, to engage your core. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, well, oh, a little bit it. more than that. The, the, the core goes on the whole game, so oh. that never stops. Oh. I know, that's the hard I part. never engage my core. But well, your, your stance, core is so you wanna... often off doing different things. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my problem. nougats. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nougat. All right, so what is the stance supposed to be? Okay, so you got to be on the balls of your feet, mm -hmm. leaning forward, mm -hmm. and you're... Your arms are out to your sides. A kimbo? It's kind of like a crouching tiger, you know, pounce so move. You, I'm thinking cat burglar. There you go. <laughs> Same do, thing, but it's a thing. You're open. Your arm could exactly. go in any direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, where you position yourself, yeah. you know, you're, that's your ready position. That's your stance, so to say. Mm -hmm. yeah. But your positioning... Now, I'm going to give you a hot tip here. Yes, please. Yeah, please. Um, so depending if you're right or left-handed, what side you favor, you're mm -hmm. going to be more to one side or more to the other. But it's also your opponent. Mm -hmm. So where your opponent's serving from, whether they're lefty, whether they're righty. Mm -hmm. So here's the hot tip. Mm -hmm. I can tell by somebody's stance their weaknesses just by their stance. Oh, nice. Ah. You get it? Like if somebody's favoring one side or right. the other, like how they're how they're returning gonna return my serve, I, I give them one last look and then I know, uh oh, they don't want to hit that backhand. Huh. And so that there's your hot tip. Let oh, me ask you this about the helpful. nature of doubles. So let's say we're having you over to Paula's place for a for a ping pong party, and we are. I for can't sure, wait. you're oh, my yeah. partner, and that'll um, be the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there, there's, there's, I called it. Yeah, you were che slow on that. Cheating now, so. bastard. Yeah, there will uh, be a fight, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, if any one of us at that party were to play you in singles, we would probably be unable to score a single point. Is that correct? 
I determine who wins the points. Right. Okay. So if you wanted, so, if you so wanted you to win twenty one nothing, you, you could. would to be a good party guest give Adam this a is couple of points. Absolutely. And here's what we do at our events, okay? Mm-hmm. All women we we give away free paddles to everybody that comes to our event. Mm-hmm. Every woman wins one, children win them, men mm mm, they mm-hmm. gotta work for them. I don't know why mm-hmm. men are such dicks about ping pong, but it really they brings out some awful. They really, not, really are. Not me, not me, because no. I, I oh, just sure. don't have a high level of caring or respect for my own skills. Um <laughs> but I do right, enjoy no. it. But no, I want to finish my question. Okay. Um, this might you, be a two-parter, right? Team, <laughs> if Honestly. you're on a doubles team, it's way different than a singles game. Can yeah. you guarantee that you're going to win a doubles game if you have an incompetent partner? Because you have to alternate. I actually won a national doubles championship with a, a girl that was with from a goldfish. China. She's from China, uh-huh. and we won the U.S. Olympic Festival National Doubles Championships. And I love doubles, but the, that's the hard part is that, you you know, when you're competing, you really want right. to have it all fall on you. So right. you, you're responsible if you win. You're responsible if you lose. When you have a partner, you got to play as a team. Right. And so you you're going to get the points get on your way. service, and you're going to get the points on your return you of service. You have to play as one. Okay. And it's and it's a fine-tuned machine because you're oh, rotating around each other. When you get when, it going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's so much fun. It is I fun. I absolutely love doubles. Okay. Yeah. The key to doubles is get the fuck out of the way. That's yeah. the key yeah. to doubles. Absolutely. <laughs> it's my shot. Yes. Hit the ball I have and had jump partners back. at your place, and hopefully they're not, yeah. nobody's listening right now. Um, I've had partners at your place that just don't move. Yeah. I had a, a partner in Massachusetts once, a, a lovely girl named Sammy. She was a goddamn mountain. She just didn't oh, yeah. move. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I have no peripheral vision, and so I would not realize she hadn't moved and just smash into her. That, that, that's and when I they would, move. They'll and, move after you do I that. And I would bounce off of her. She had, a, <laughs> she had a hell of a stance. Right. Low center of gravity. She had a fantastic stance. But she didn't use it to do her. anything. <laughs> um, all right, now I have to ask you okay. another question, Kim. So I you see. brought this variety of paddles, and I noticed that one of them is very small. I One time uh, um, I played uh, with a guy that was a ping pong pro and he had a very small paddle like this one what, what would you say the dimensions of that are small thank small. you <laughs> okay. no, for, for those of you who are listening and not watching our, our video i want to say um, three three and three quarters it's less than half the size of an of an ordinary ping pong paddle okay so i played with this guy and it was it was very very good and he took out this teeny paddle it was Did he take out a big paddle, too? No, no. He no, only okay. took out the teeny paddle. <laughs> right. And he just thrashed the shit out of me. I mean, I ran all over the place fielding the, the balls that he hit with this little teeny paddle, which told me in retrospect that the game is in the center of the paddle. Am I wrong or am I right? I yes like to be no. right, by the way, Yes Kim. and no. I'll, I'll get, It's a two-part answer. So... He was playing with this mini paddle. Yeah. Obviously, the laws of probability are going to say you better hit towards the center or else you're going to hit your finger. Right, yeah. But the area that of your paddle, that the ball is going to hit, depends on the style of player. So, for instance, I'm an I'm an all-out attacker, looper on both sides. You need a big I just paddle. go to kill everything uh-huh. in my sight. Right. When I'm spinning, <laughs> uh-huh. no, I'm we love scare that. you already. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 so not, when I'm a little spinning, aroused, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's your microphone. <laughs> That's our, Hold on, I'll get my inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I'll have to go look it all over the place for my testicles. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, so, but to return to Paul's question, what's up with the uh, 
Professor Small Paddle there that Paulo played. Like, why? What's the advantage of using a small paddle? Oh, uh, it humiliated me exactly. I okay. think that was it's really just a tool. It's when of that guy, when that average Joe comes along and says, right. "I beat everybody. It doesn't matter what you play with." Da 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 da. da. Mm. Oh, oh, so it's really just a tool of paddle. humiliation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Good so, uh, so I'm going to take out a Dorito. And just right. go, I'm just with this I, Dorito, I'm going to beat Could you, you beat somebody it, with a Dorito? I've beaten kids at the boys club with a popsicle stick. And then I you made, have not. Then I made notches on the popsicle stick each time I beat somebody. Oh, oh you made notches on the badass. popsicle stick? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that and that was at the, at, the, at the boys club? That was when I was 17. Oh. I mean, oh, okay. that's what, <laughs> You're, you're not some like 35 year old woman. Just yeah, I was just getting started. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. That's different than like showing up and, and like making a bunch of seven year olds cry at a boys yeah. club. Yeah. I, uh, it, wow. Uh, they don't I'm have to be seven. You know? No, 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 no. I, I get it. Uh, I'm right now. You probably heard my my uh, balloon squeaking this whole time because I've been making a balloon animal. You haven't. Of uh, of a ping pong player. It's now, phenomenal. We'll it's take phenomenal. A, it looks exactly like the balloon animals you make every week. You've got you've gotten to a place where you tie it into a pretzel-like shape. Yeah, that's. But this is the head. No, what? it's art. It's a balloon that went in three directions at the same time. That's right. See, she understood it. What's the matter with you? It's just um, not a thing. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, this has been so. It really informative. has been. Well, thank you, Kim Gilbert, for spinning our table tennis game to new heights. Paula, what advice can you give our listeners about the world's greatest sport? Haley Johnson, house band, if you could give me a little ping pong background music. Perfect. This changed my life. The team that is trailing does not get the serve when the lead team hits 20 points. Whereas inverted pips help spin the ball, they can also be treated with a salve. The serve is done behind the white line. The ball must be tossed six inches from the cup of the hand. Don't try to spin it with your fingers, you cheating bastard. (laughs) In doubles, you must play with your partner as if you were one. So pick a rich partner. (laughs) In the proper stance, you engage your core. And this is important. It needs to be with you at the ping pong table. If you're serving by dropping the ball on the table and hitting it off the bounce, you'd better be bringing really great snacks to the party. You can tell the weaknesses of your opponent from their stance. My opponent, for example, might notice that I am not facing the table because I can't see. Table tennis champion Kim Gilbert is a three-time U.S. Olympic Festival gold medalist and CEO of Pong Stars, a ping-pong-themed events, fundraisers, and professional table tennis exhibitions company in Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for being on our show, Kim. Thank you, Kim. All right. When we come back, do you have mold? And is it killing you? Yes. We'll dig into mold allergies with Dr. Mark Meth. That's coming up on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Dr. Who? <laughs> <laughs> the cat of the week is Tiger from Simi Valley, California. All right, and we're back. Paula, you know what? Um, listener reviews mean a whole lot to us here at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You say it all the time. And uh, you can post these listener reviews on iTunes. That's right. It's kind of like Yelp reviews. 
Think of writing something like this. This show offered great service in a modest setting. The segments were tangy, garnished with a touch of insouciance. Insouciance, yes. Insouciance, yes. <laughs> and Adam Felber was on every show. Yeah, now, I don't really need people to write Adam Felber is on every show in every review. Would you rather that we say Adam Felber was insouciant? Yes. Yes, almost anything other than the, than the somewhat backhanded compliment that I'm on every show. Um, anyway, the only place I'm not with you, in fact, is when you're on the road. And where are you heading to next, where I ain't? On March 15th, you won't be in Toledo, Ohio, at the Stranahan Theater. And on March 16th, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio, at the Taft Theater. And you won't be there either. I will not. Now, all of your tour dates are available at paulapoundstone.com. That's where you can also get Paula's books, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, and There's Nothing in This Book That I Meant to Say. Both books are, in fact, and probably enough longer than the titles. As well as you can also, at that site, get her performance CDs. Yeah, you can get all that stuff. And of course, you can also get, and maybe this isn't the right time of year to bring this up, but I happen to offer a remarkably soft Try Poly Blend t-shirt on my website with a uh, self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back. And every bit of that is true except for Try Poly, which does not exist as a fabric. A now, putting t-shirts, as, it is not. And putting t-shirts aside, if you want to submit a theme song or have an idea for the show, uh, email us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We do. It's a blend. It's a tripoly blend. It isn't. There's no such thing. Thank you, House Band Haley Johnson. That's just beautiful. And uh, Paula, before we get to our, our next little topic, I'm going to give you an option. Yes. During the break uh, that we took, you know, for, for bathrooms and whatnot, uh, midway through this show, um, our crack producer, Tony Anita Hall, managed to, uh, with our Ray Horseman, uh, come up with the exact moment from the show where we disagreed about airlines giving you hot towels. They did? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And and the, where you say that you you didn't claim that it was... Ray, don't play that yet. Um, I, I'm going to give you the option because, cause, you know, I, I suspect this might not play out really well for you. But would you like to hear what you had to say about airlines and hot I towels? I don't think we ever put it in a time... Maybe we did, or maybe we didn't. We could listen now I and think, find out. I think I would like to bet you. You think you'd like to find out? Yeah. Okay. Is that what the test is like? Do no, you the hand test is nothing <laughs> like that. Do you hand out the hot towels? Oh, because I always hate the hot towels on the air. I always say no to the hot towels because it's what it's hot a, towels on the regular airplanes. Um, uh, they'll give out hot towels sometimes. But what it is? Where is these little? Oh, you're, when you're sitting in your first class seats, Paula. No, though. they do in the back too. Would you, no, they don't. no, they yes, don't. Yes, they do. No, they yes, don't. No, they don't. Yes, they Nobody do. Nobody believes no. you. It's, okay, it's a rolled up. <laughs> it's a rolled up washcloth yeah. on a tray. Oh, I see. What I, all right, maybe I mistakenly no, didn't indicate that it was. A long time ago. Not only did you not indicate it was a long time ago, you repeatedly referred to it in the present tense. Yeah, that was that was not so much that I was wrong as that I had a tense problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to accept that answer. Thank you very That's much. Absolutely. Plausible. I do. I have a tense problem. You have another problem too. You have a mold problem. Mm. I have a huge mold problem. Yes. Um, we've talked about it before. We've yeah. had some people on to talk about. We had a, a, a water remediation specialist on the show yeah. to talk about. Um, she teaches water to read. Yeah. Um, Interesting. To a um, dog in a library. <laughs> but uh, uh, Yeah, I, it's in my closet. 
in the in the closet in the house that I rent in the bedroom closet. Right. On the it's a walk-in closet, and on the ceiling, uh, there is mold where there used to be a. Um, a roof leak through there before. Right. And our, our expert showed up a couple of months ago and let us know that the one thing you don't want to do, because it, it, uh, when you see mold on your ceiling, is bleach it. And Which what's the a, first thing? My landlord came in and said, bleach it. And, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they did. And they bleached was it. Was they bleached the mold. But now you do have some health uh, problems, allergy problems and whatnot. You're wondering... Yeah. I have a I have a chronic cough. You do have a chronic cough. Uh, uh, um, we dis me and um, your manager Bonnie Burns, our producer, disagree um, on the particular viscosity <laughs> involved in your cough. She <laughs> thinks of it as a much more phlegmy cough than I do. But we all agree you have a cough. My cough has a range. A yeah, range uh, yeah, of, you, do, uh, you, you know, right, goes, oh, goes from from dry to to Flemish, yeah, depending on where I am. Positively, you know, Meryl Streep esque range. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, let's find out if your health is. My in cough had a farm in Africa. Did it? Wow. Let's find out if your health is in serious jeopardy. Dr. Mark Meth, that is his name, of Century City Allergy, is a board certified uh, allergist and immunologist. He serves on the board of the Los Angeles Society of Allergy, Asthma, and Clinical Immunology. Boy, he's those in- must be some fun meetings. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> They're he's real, a- real hoot. He's, yeah, a-, he's a member of the uh, clinical faculty. Who brought the feather duster tonight? <laughs> <laughs> he's a member of the clinical faculty at UCLA's Geffen School of Medicine is and is on staff at Cedar sinai Medical Center, where both my kids kids were born. Please welcome Dr. Mark Meth. I don't mean to be childish, but I just can't get past the name. See, what you ran into, Dr. Meth, is Dr. That, Meth. Yes. I, I, now, now yeah. you don't get this every day all the time, do yeah. you? I do. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, you know, my, you my dad, I, I work with my dad, and my dad is also Dr. Meth, but he never had to deal with it because he was before Breaking Bad. Oh. And Paula is a devotee of Breaking Bad. She's yeah. watched every episode several times now, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, many times. I watch it backwards and forwards. Um, uh, now, you work um, in that uh, office suite of... Uh, Meth, feel good, and blow, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's a, it's, a, it's a misleading office. I'm sure this has re- led to a few um, hilarious uh, anecdotes. Well, we've ha- we've had a few uh, people call uh, the office about once or twice a year, a meth addicts and seeking help, and uh, so it's it's sometimes interesting phone calls we get to our office. You know, there's probably a market out there for somebody who wants to help with rehab, renaming themselves Doctor Meth. Yeah, and then yeah. you could sue their pants off. Now, um, let's turn to the topic at hand because the, we did not invite you here to talk about your name. What about ping pong? Uh, oh, you yeah. can talk about ping pong. <laughs> um, is a mold allergy hurting Paula's brain? Wait, Dr. Math, uh, let me just show you. Uh, I don't know if you can identify mold. I'm showing him a picture of the mold that is on my bedroom closet ceiling. It's gross. Yeah, it is gross. It looks gross. Yeah. There it is. There it is. The mold. Right. Now, now yeah. whether it's hurting your brain is a, another issue. It is may- Because I had a friend who told me that they had a mold problem in their right, house, right. and they had to like they had to tear that house apart down to the studs, he said. And his wife had, um, well, she already had, what's the mosquito thing? Lyme disease? Yeah, she had Lyme disease. That's a tick thing. Yeah, it is a tick thing. thing. I get my bugs mixed up. Um, (laughs) And and that sort of like an opportunistic infection, he felt that the mold had sort of found this Lyme disease, and it was causing her uh, brain problems. Uh, Does any of this sound 
I mean, sound. I hear stories like that a lot. Whether yeah. that's plausible is uh, unlikely. <laughs> yeah, you hear it mostly in Stephen King books. <laughs> so there's a, there's a I lot mean, of... I get a lot of people come in, they read something on the internet, or their friend told them something, or yeah. I get a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of disinformation out there about mold. There and, is and... a lot of, yeah, the internet is a scary place. It, right. And mold is sort of a common boogeyman uh, okay. in society for people's various ailments. Not that it can't actually cause real health problems. Yeah, my landlord is going to love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I'm, not, I'm not sure she's not paying you. It's the attorney. To, no, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Now, let's, let's talk about how this mold in Paula's place might be affecting her. Sure. So, If it was, what would the symptoms right, be? Right, okay. So mold can can aggravate people in both an allergy manner and, and an irritant manner. So in terms of an allergy manner, people can be allergic to several types of mold, both indoor molds, outdoor molds, and that can Jello affect- mold. Right, exactly. Uh, and it can affect their upper and lower respiratory tract. So upper respiratory tract, just like somebody might be allergic to cat dander or tree pollen, people can sneeze, have itchy eyes, itchy nose, watery you know, nose, et cetera, mm-hmm. post-nasal drip, okay? Mm-hmm. And in in terms of the lower respiratory tract, if you're allergic to mold, you can wheeze, have shortness of breath, and if you're truly allergic to the mold, and you can be allergy tested either via a skin test or blood testing to see if you're allergic to mold. Mm-hmm. And then mold can also act as an irritant to certain people. It just sort they're of not allergic to it, but it gets in their lungs or in their or nose, it, and it, or it, you know it smells bad. It's noxious, gives people headaches, or it just makes them snippy. Oh, sure. It just makes them snippy. So they just but, come down in the morning and they're like, hand me the butter. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they're just not pleasant. Yeah, no, that's that, what that's, I think of as an that, irritant. Yeah, that's, re- that's yeah, reasonable. That's irri- irritated, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. People just, you know, but like, just are rude to other people. Invading people's brain and taking over their body for someone with like a normal immune system. No, I didn't say There's, taking over their body. Yeah, I but said I'm that thinking it. Ca- it. I'm a yeah, sci fi guy. It's a body thing. I said that it thing. caused so, some sort it was affecting her brain. But so that you don't think is plausible? It's. I'd have. To, I'd have to look into seeing what the exact story was. Yeah. So yeah. toxic molds. Let's talk about those scary molds you read about. Like right. I told a story on this show. My my sister in law gave me a, a fridge. Um, and it was it hadn't been plugged in in about a year. And the only when I got when it was delivered to my house, I opened the freezer and my nephew's foil wrapped iguana, which had been interred there, had thawed exploded and molded out the entire inside. And I was told that... You know, why breeze past that part of the story? It's just... Why would your nephew have put a iguana in the freezer in foil? I mean, you act like that's perfectly normal. That is a well, it was a question. sad day when... It was a sad day, and he was a bit younger than he is now when Luigi uh-huh. died. And yeah. so they, uh, they froze Luigi. Yeah. And then he yeah. went off to college, and uh, they Luigi? moved... Luigi? Luigi. <laughs> Luigi went off to college? No, no, no Luigi died. Okay. You, you don't yeah. send frozen so iguanas to dead. college, no matter was, where you live. It, it was, it, so the iguana died, and they decided, because it was so sad, that they would wrap it in foil and put it in the freezer? Yes. And this somehow cheered your nephew? I suppose it did at the time. The, the, you know, the real question there is, when you're cleaning out a refrigerator full of food and a freezer full of food, how is it possible that you neglect only the giant frozen iguana? Yeah. And leave that in there. Yeah. I mean, we're is, really going to talk about this. Yeah, that is questionable. I, we're not really honoring yeah. Dr. Meth's presence very much. No. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I think what Dr. Meth can take away from this <laughs> is, is that he shouldn't come on Adam's, this show because he's not going to get a word in. If Adam's sister-in-law ever invites you to dinner, don't go. Maybe not. Uh, L- lesson uh, my, learned. My point is, Dr. Meth, the people told me that the, the black sticky mold that I was cleaning out of that freezer 
was not just gross, but could kill me. Unlikely. Really? The, the, yeah. I mean, whereas yeah. if the iguana had come back to life, <laughs> jump back. I would have, because he was in several pieces at that moment. It would have been awful. I mean, s- there are certain types of mold in very unique types of mold that if you were to eat sort of their byproducts or the toxins that they produce, yes, you could have, you know, a bad, bad outcome. Okay. Right. But, but in terms of like the inhalant type, you know, most of these toxic mold things that people talk about, they don't become aerosolized. It, it's a lot more hype than reality. Oh, but I okay. thought there was like a law that you had to, my assistant uh, Wendell says that if you have mold in your house, you have to go on a mold registry. I don't know about any mold registry. Your assistant Wendell has been wrong before. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, yeah. he has a batting that, average similar to Slugger Barney, Bonnie Burns over there. And it's not that I don't advocate, like, if you have mold in your apartment or mold in your house, like, yeah. it should be removed. It's not a good thing, but it's not the scary thing that you read about on the internet. Really? So, so really? you you can't so all right so you there's no mold like that black mold that I showed you that is on the ceiling of my closet that is not gonna you know stop me from breathing or or cause memory loss unlikely huh so the memory loss has to be something else oh jeez I know yeah sorry yeah so so why why is this suddenly I feel like I'm giving the wrong answers no 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 right answers I I love it when we dispel bullshit on this show um so why is there suddenly like all this mold panic? There because wasn't mold panic when I was a kid. It's a boogeyman, you know, for when people have unexplained symptoms and they see something and they see something gross, it's understandable that they go to, oh, that's the cause of my symptoms, you know, right. but, but whether that's really accepted in the medical and scientific literature as being the cause of people's symptoms, it's not really true. Okay. So we and, and again, like there are cases, you know, besides the allergic cases or the, or the irritant cases, there are people that have, you know, uh, um, abnormal immune systems. People like AIDS patients, or you know, that can get invasive uh, fungal infections. Those things are real. They can go into people's brains. They can go into people's lungs. And there are, you know, definitely certain cases where it's really true but right but in uh, usually a healthy person is what you're saying in a hell is not going to be attacked by mold while they sleep and transformed uh, into a lizard uh, creature that is accurate okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i see what you're saying right <laughs> <laughs> and yet and yet i don't remember you sitting there before yeah that's, <laughs> i think dr matt's point would be that's not the mold talking yeah yeah it's something else causing yeah. my memory loss right huh Interesting, but the yeah. co- but the cough could be exacerbated by her multi. Absolutely, because Paula does have this chronic cough. Yeah, yeah. and that um, can and that can be post nasal um, drip, and that could be you know sort of an asthma east type situation. Does anybody ever have pre nasal drip? <laughs> you know, I mean, like I from dripping I, from outside their nose. <laughs> I feel like before, I don't know what is what do they call post nasal? Because it goes down the back of your throat. Yeah, the back of your nose. Well, I guess yeah. pre nasal would be like out the front of your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get that. We just we call that a medical term for that is sort of. A, Rhinorrhea, which means runny nose. Runny yeah. nose. Rhinorrhea. You say rhinorrhea for runny nose? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. We got all yeah, this Why do you have a grosser yeah. term than runny yeah, nose? I don't know. That's like you got enough gross. They got to teach us something nose. in medical school. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, that's why you guys go for all those extra years <laughs> that's right. of yeah. school. Yeah. That's where you get the white coat ceremony. Yeah, right. yeah rhinorrhea. Very <laughs> impressive. Right. You say runny nose and they just like, they don't give you your diploma. <laughs> right. I thought rhinorrhea was when, uh, yeah, it sounds more. Um, it sounds like an intestinal problem that a rhinoceros might have. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a rhino's cage needs cleaned more often. Yes. Scooped yeah. out. 
it's a good thing you collect cats and not rhinos is what yeah. I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Now, doctor, let's talk about Paula's cough. Yeah. Now, she's been coughing a lot. I've been coughing a lot all her life. This is like going. This is like going to the pediatrician with my mother when I was little. She's been coughing a lot, yeah. and then the doctor would go, "Have you been coughing a lot?" And my mother would go, "She has." <laughs> now you simmer down there, a little pal. She has. She's been coughing a lot, and she has a pulse nasal drip. And she's been to a doctor, and, and apparently it's a pulmonary specialist. It's not that kind of thing. It's just she has a chronic cough that may or may not be allergy related. Yeah. So if, it is allergy related. I, it probably is. I mean. It probably you're gonna hate it. post nasal. We go back to post nasal drip, but it's probably secondary to your post nasal drip, which can be allergically triggered, can be irritant triggered. I'll tell you what has triggered uh, my uh, cough before. What's that? Um, the hot towels on the airplanes. <laughs> but because as we've stipulated, what they do is they roll up a, a, like a, a thin washcloth yeah. Yeah. on a tray, like a bunch of th- like as if it's a Chinese restaurant or something. Right. Little spring rolls, and then they pour <laughs> this uh, hot water, water on it, yeah. and smelly stuff on yeah. it, and the smelly stuff just kills yeah, me. Yeah, it's a, it's right. an irritant. It's like if you it's went, an irritant. Yeah, like if you went into like a a cosmetic that? counter at a department store, I right? I can't even go to well, a cosmetic counter. there you counter go. At so a those, so store. you're can just, you really not? No, so no. Have, and cleaning have, products? So you have a hypersensitive nose. There I have a hypersensitive nose. You have a hypersensitive and nose even, and it's causing postnatal well, I even have a medical which, term for that. Oh don't boy. even talk to me about Va- my rhinorrhea. How about this? Vasomotor rhinitis. How does that sound? Vasomotor man. Vasomotor rhinitis. It's like a Roomba. What's motor for there? It's uh, vaso. I don't know all this. Where they come up with all these <laughs> words? You don't know. Do you tell that to your patients? Yeah, I don't know. Leave me alone. I have to think about it. I don't know. Go back to my books. Yeah. yeah I'm all right, so I just want to say about the airplane thing, Paula. Yeah. All that means is that when you fly, you should not first take a time machine to get to the airport and you should be fine <laughs> because they do not in fact distribute those towels anymore. Yeah, they do. Okay. No, they don't. We've established um, they don't. Um, so one time I said You said you were going to give us those towels tonight and we never got oh, one. Oh, little hot towels? Yeah. 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 It, it, irri- it irritated Paula's vasomotorinitis too much so she uh, was, we, we, we got rid of them. I was on an airplane one time and the lady in the seat beside me, the minute she sat down and she was in, I was in the window seat, the minute she sat down, she opened the the tray table and took out um what do you call it hand sanitizer and begin slathering the table and and the seat and everything with hand sanitizer while I am so allergic to hand sanitizer. So you really so do I have vasomotor coughing and coughing and coughing, which of course caused her to slather more. Because she thought she was defending herself against germs. Your, your germs, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. Little did she know you had vasomotorhinitis. I didn't. I think if I told her, she would have. Yeah, the yeah, whole she plane would have had to no, stop. Absolutely. We so would have had to. Paul we would. An emergency landing for my vaso <laughs> motor motorhinitis. Yeah. Is that vasomotorhinitis? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to belong to I'm glad that we have problem. a name for it now. And yeah, yeah there's probably a vasomotorhinitis or, or a, a VMR. Would um, you say that it's there? a phlegmy uh, vasomotorhinitis well, <laughs> or a dry <laughs> vasomotorhinitis? He hasn't heard it yet, so he can't tell you. Oh, no, he's heard it. I've heard it a little yeah, bit. What do you think of that he's cough? It's, it's a it's little bit. There's some fluid in there. There you go. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah there's Bonnie Burns might have. What a, is a the vaso? Com- what is vaso of vasomotorinitis? <laughs> he's not. He's you know, not a am Latin I, scholar. Am I, yeah. Am I a linguist here? Yeah. No, he's like, a, you know. not Latin. This so is, you just this isn't Pope Messer. I know rhinitis. There, there, I can do inflammation of the nose. Yeah, that I, yeah. So that I can do. The itis. Jimmy Durante had that. So when you were in med school, had to go way back. So when you were, so when you were in medical school, you just wrote shit down and you never said what. That mean? Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I just want to pass the test. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I yeah, want that degree and yeah, because you, know, you had you had stuff to do. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, Doctor Meth, that it's possible that with this rush through attitude, that when they were t- <laughs> that when they were t- talking about the deadly mold, you just didn't pay attention? It is. It's. It's. It is possible. Today we're talking about deadly mold. You know, I have medical students. It's crazy. I have uh, medical students rotate uh, through my uh, office about that once, once, uh, once every few <laughs> weeks. Okay, yeah. right? And, yeah. And, it, and do they, they ever they, ask you no, what something no, means? No, seriously, and you they just don't go, go to the man talk. They Sorry. don't go to lecture anymore. <laughs> they like, don't go to lectures they watch, anymore. They like about ten percent of them attend lecture, and they just watch a video of it on you know whenever they have free time. It's it's a little bizarre, but well, you know, have you ever? Uh, so have do you, I promise do you I watch went. any videos? Uh, yes, yeah. but I I, I back you have you ever I actually went to class. The, uh, where to mold video? <laughs> <laughs> I have attended uh, many lectures on mold over the okay. years. So have you? I think we're getting yeah, You've attended a lot of lectures on mold. I I've been to oh a lot of mold God. lectures. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you, so, what, are, could you give us any highlights? <laughs> I've been trying to this whole yeah. time. That's the, that's the purpose you brought me here for. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, you're right. Tough what, crowd. What I'm hearing here is that um, Paula may or may not be allergic to mold, but her vasomotor rhinitis makes it quite possible that the mold in her house could is be. exacerbating her problem. That is absolutely correct, doctor. All right. Yeah. Dr. Excellent. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. Um, I, I did Please go call me Dr. to Blow. Uh, um, your nurse Blow. I did go to a uh, allergist uh, in uh, I don't know Santa Monica one time. Yeah. And um, because you know everybody kept everybody around me kept saying have you had that checked down have you had that right. checked down and I knew it was allergies anyway. A lot of nasal people you hang yeah, out with. Yeah. Have you had that checked down? <laughs> have you had that checked down? Is that Wendell there? Yeah, that, yeah. I'm Wendell. Have you had the check down? Um, so, yeah, he has rhinitis. So, um, all right. So I went to this allergist, and she did like a she, she did the scratch test thing, but she did it like when I had it when I was a kid. They did it like one needle at a time, right. but she had like a whole like a ice tray yeah. of needles, and just did like one whole just one big. I don't know how you describe it. It was like a. Uh, you were the only person who could possibly describe this. Yeah. On, on your I'm, back? Uh, no, no, on, on my your arms. arms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just and, how uh, many syllables? Uh, it was. It was a. Sounds like. To, it was like a big brush, basically. Right. Okay, sure. You know, yeah, with yeah, yeah. you know, with like poison on the ends. Yeah. And uh, um, but anyways, so she looks and she goes, "Oh, you're allergic to dust mites." She right. says. Well, my guess is everyone's allergic to no. dust mites, and and there's no, no. getting away no. from no. He, he dust mites. Said no. He's no. saying oh, no. He says no. no to that. No. Yeah. Maybe sure, like, mold won't kill you, but you're on the side of dust mites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say maybe about twenty-five to thirty percent of people are dust mite allergic, and if you are dust mite allergic, are they? Wait, 
intellectuals? Are they who? Intellectuals? Dust mites? No, the dust mite. <laughs> Let him finish his sentence. What's going on he is, here? He is literally trying to tell you How what might happen to you as a result of your dust mite I'm allergy. I'm trying to help you're you, not Colin. Letting him get there. How intellectual could a fucking dust I'm mite not be? Not very. That's why I was wondering why you were asking me that question. <laughs> Their whole life is just, must get to dust, must get to dust. No, but some of them ask themselves, what's the point of getting to the dust? <laughs> oh, all right, God. so, all right. <laughs> okay, all right. let him finish okay, his sentence. I'm he was so, saying, I'm if sorry. you are dust mite allergic, and you I'm do sorry, have this cough. Dr. Meth, and you're not going to help me with the meth problem either, are you? <laughs> I feel it coming. I have another type of doctor for oh, this yes. all that problem. Please deal with let that the problem. man talk. Okay, um, right. yeah. no, so people who are dust mite allergic, yeah, um, about 25% yeah, of people. right, are, are chronically, con- tend to be chron- chronically congested in their nose because they sleep with the little bastards all night. Yeah. And they have a lot of post-nasal drip. Yeah. And those are a specific subtype of people also that happen to be bothered by irritants like you. See, we- I'm an you irritant? Just called Did I irritant? hear that correctly? No, no. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to be quiet now and <laughs> mosey like, on out. It's not like think, you were going to get a chance to talk anyway. I think no, we I just <laughs> found our next um, words for our next uh, fun drive pin. Yeah. Oh Paula the irritant. I'm an irritant. No, no but th- th- this is really important information because w- now we can ask, given that Paula has already been diagnosed with a dust mite allergy, which she thought was much which more he, common. Which she hid from me at the beginning. Yes, she did, she did. did conceal that information at the yeah. beginning. Well, because I thought the mold was more important. I she know, didn't say because to it me looks that, gross. She didn't say that these dust mites are going to kill you. No, here's what she did, and I always thought she was a bit of a shyster, quite frankly. I felt it was like a not well-spent money on my part going to this doctor. She brought out a catalog of um, linens yeah. that were for, like, allergies for dust, for dust mite covers. Yeah, yeah I guess they were yeah, like yeah. a tight weave. Well, yeah. there's two problems was with that. Was she selling them herself? Or? I, it, it, I believe she was getting a kickback of some sort. Well, um, no, so she wasn't. The answer is no, she wasn't selling them. You want to translate that. Th- thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I believe she was getting something yeah, she, from it. Yeah. She was not selling um, them. So she, but she showed me this catalog, and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I don't sleep in a bed at home. I sleep on the floor, number one. And so I don't, you know, you can't really, there's no such thing as a fitted sheet for your floor. And number two. (laughs) Looking at Dr. Meth's face right now is very funny. He's he's like clearly seeing. She doesn't sleep on a bed? Okay. No, I don't don't sleep on a bed. And number two. Uh, half my week, I travel, um, and I sleep in hotels. Right. In, in which case, I do sleep in the bed. And I said to her, "I go, but I'm, I, but I sleep in hotels for half my week." And she goes, "Will you bring these with you?" Well, they also are there. The dust mites are dust mites are in bedding all over the place. Right, but she was suggesting that I that bring you were dirty? these. No, that I bring these <laughs> sheets with me. That I order these sheets from the catalog, and she gets her uh, kickback, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I take the sheets with yeah. me and change the bedding in the hotel. It's, it uh, seems like a lot of work. It does seem like a lot of work, yeah. sir. So let's yeah. get to the practical thing, which is what can, what can Paula or people like her do in the face of excessive dust mites? Can they cause and memory irritant- loss? Yeah, yeah, it's a- <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I know, I know they're intellectual. Buy, so people buy these dust mite covers, okay? And they do other things. And they that they cover do. each individual no, no, dust mite? No, no, no. They, 
Yes. They cover There's their... also a great line of dust mite jackets. <laughs> oh, my God. So you can get dust mite covers for your pillows, your mattress, your box spring. People do sort of other things. But I'll tell you, people can do all those things. And it'll help to some degree because there's millions of dust mites and there's like one of you. And I always tell people, you know, the medicines are usually better and more efficacious than the dust mite covers. Whether so it's so you, yes. Okay. But how do you? I love how, how frustrated you, you are. You're like, you, I could have told you that 55 I know. Ago. I didn't know you were dust mite allergic. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want, you know. Right. How do you get a dust mite to take a medicine? <laughs> you know, that, is, that is the best question I've been asked all day. I don't know. I I really you know, know what? No, he's you, talking about medicine for you. Paula. No, you tip them back. <laughs> no, you don't tip you them tip back. You tip them back. Well, they're already tipped back because they're so full of ennui about the pointlessness of it all. And they and they and then you use a, a like a syringe and like a just, pipette, right? Yeah, I mean, a pipette, bit, exactly. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're very Boy, small. I knew you listened in med school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he said pipette. I love it when you <laughs> say pipette. Right I love now. when you talk dirty like pipette. <laughs> 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 dirty pipettes. Rhinitis. Rhinitis. Face a now, what? Let's, let's not edit this one out. Let's listen in as Paula Poundstone chokes her life away. There we go. Oh, my God. But see, she has allergic rhinitis with a vasomotor component because she actually is, she has allergies. She's Precisely. Allerg- she is allergic to dust mites. But and a she- huge fucking dust mite just so, came in the studio. Yeah, I, I, it did not. Did you see Miranda Street? <laughs> no. It's covered in mattresses. No, yeah, yeah, no, it is covered in mattresses. No, yeah. no dust comment. mites here are the sound uh, are the size of squirrels. And I want to point out all the coughing you're hearing at home. That's Bonnie Burns for some god knows why reason. Uh, it's contagious. That a cough with Paula. It's highly suggestive. Once one person coughs, I always start to cough. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were you were yes. you were saying yeah I was saying so so one individual person instead of dust mites can take medicine yeah okay and the most commonly used ones are nasal sprays yeah okay i use a nasal spray yeah so you can use nasal steroids nasal antihistamines nasal steroids yeah like a flonase kind of thing yeah like a flonase kind of thing yeah um there's nasal antihistamines there's other nasal sprays that just can dry out your nose so you have less post nasal drip and then people who are allergic to dust mites often can do immunotherapy what is that immunotherapy so like Allergy shots, okay? Never. Somebody can do that. And there's actually a pill now for people that are oh. Oh, that you can desensitize yourself with the pill under your tongue every day. So you put oh. a pill under your tongue? Yeah. And then and that's a therapy? Yeah, it can and then desensitize you, you. And then you talk to a, a dust mite with a pill under your tongue? <laughs> well, why would you do In that? In the past, for, for, I haven't for, really for ther- liked you. <laughs> it's, the, it's the therapy. <laughs> oh, the I therapy. Used, yeah, that's where, that's where, that's where she's going. You're trying to get her. No, I know, which is really dangerous. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, dust mite. I want you to know how I feel. <laughs> is that you talking to a dust mite with a pill yeah, under your tongue? I got a pill in my tongue right now because I'm doing therapy with you, <laughs> dust mite. And now I feel a little more sympathetic <laughs> to what you go through as an intellectual dust mite. I just want to say one thing to you, dust mite. Get the fuck out of my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now I'm starting to feel more affectionate towards you. Maybe and now you got me coughing. <laughs> now you're right. You know, I can I, tell you what's causing that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a moto Vasomotorinitis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, and as, as the sun sets in the distance and Paula coughs up stuff yeah. onto Miranda Street, I want to say thank you, Dr. Mark Meth, for clearing up these moldy myths. Paula, what advice can you give our listeners about allergic reactions to mold? Haley Johnson, house band, give me a little mold music. Yeah. 
If you are in a restaurant and your waitress slams your home fries down on the table and says, want anything else? They may be one of the many people who find mold an irritant. <laughs> Apparently, every mold won't kill you. Vasomotorhinitis can kick the shit out of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Only about 25% of people are allergic to dust mites, and they give great parties. They tend to be intelligent, and their podcasts are underrated. Dr. Mark Meth is a board-certified allergist and immunologist. With his father, Dr. Robert Meth, they run Century City Allergy and have been named to Southern California's rigorously selected list of super doctors multiple times. Doctor, and, and they're big on the meth list. And they're big on the meth list. Dr. Meth, we're sorry we made a meth of things. Thank you for being on the show. We'll be back right after this. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the Odd Couple. <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners, regardless of quality or content, with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or a Medi medication. medication. First-time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear yeah, from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes nice Thank you so much, Haley Johnson. Our show is artist-owned and listener-supported. Help us raise funds by buying one of our Maximum Fun t-shirts. They're only available at maxfunstore.com, and they come in a variety of sizes, including large, extra large, extra small, and what? Quote on the back of the shirt. It says, never take your kid to an orthodontist who is sending his kid to college or putting on a deck. I believe that's a Paula Poundstone line, right, Paula? I believe that is so some of is my a, wisdom. A Paula Poundstone quote on the back of a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone shirt. Now, you buy that at maxfunstore.com and you can be a real bona fide nobody. Yeah, that's a that's a proud moment in anybody's life. Absolutely. It's a, you'll be a tearful recipient of such a shirt. I love that, that nobodies are like our Lady Gaga's little monsters. I didn't know Lady Gaga had little monsters. She does, doesn't she? They're little monsters. Her followers are little monsters. Our I followers are nobodies. Our followers are terrific nobodies. We love, your, we love our nobodies. And you can follow Paula and me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
I have a theory that if each one of our listeners tells five friends about nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, we could have ten more listeners in no time. Well, that's some good math there. Yeah. Here's some simple sample dialogue. Oh, you wrote some more dialogue about yes. what a listener might say. That the listener might use. Exa- exactly. Conversationally. Very conversationally. In order to get people to like our podcast. Precisely. Okay. So here it goes. Listener's friend. Is this the same dog you had before? Listener. Yeah. Listener's friend. He's not constantly licking himself and scratching like he used to. Listener. Of course. I've been listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone while I brush him. I love it. I brush him all the time. Sometimes he brings me my smartphone. That's great. (laughs) I'm going to add the same note I added last week, which is that your sample dialogues are... In answer to such specific statements that it seems highly unlikely that we're going to gain that many more listeners because we're waiting for the moment where somebody says to somebody's friend, is that the same dog you had before? Yeah, but what happens, Adam, is that... It's kind of a needle in a haystack conversational gambit is what I'm saying. No, it's not at all. This is going to be a very common conversation among many of our listeners because what happens is the positive effects of listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone begin to show themselves in your life. Okay. For example... um, You You brush your dog better, he stops licking himself. You brush your dog more and he stops licking himself. He's not as neurotic. And this will bring about this... this, this, Yeah, this conversation... Everybody listening right now, if you have a dog, are likely to have this conversation this week. I am not sure that is true, but I'm going to continue. (laughs) Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie, Captain Crinkle Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Haley Johnson. And thanks again to our guests... Kim Gilbert, and Dr. Mark Meth. Our head of security was Jonah Knuckles Glickman. Welcome back, Jonah, again. Transcription services for this show are provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? I feel like we solved a lot of problems today. Yeah, this was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right now, I'm having post-nasal drip. Really? I think I know why, because there's a bunch of dust mites in the corner just putting the finishing touches on a math test. Yeah, I can see him over there having a little dust mite meeting. Yeah, they're very, very intelligent. Yeah. You know oh, they're what? discussing Proust now. I'm going to give one of them some medicine. Hold on. Tip it back. Tip it back. Aw, oh, little guy. Yeah. Where's my pipette? Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.